What is a city slicker? <laughs> is it just like a? Is it like a? Um, is it like a yuppie? Is it like just somebody who? I don't know. Where's Where's uh Where's J Crew and? I don't know. Has a yacht. People with no prairie experience. Do you consider yourself to be a city slicker or somebody with prairie experience? Where do you fall? Where do you, where do the yeah. cards fall for Steve Gelder? There's two kinds of people in this world. <laughs> On a very special episode, a birthday episode, as it were. Hey, Steve, you remember it's my birthday? What? It's my birthday today. That's why I'm here today. I turn, I'm turning. I'm 30 years old. Yeah, 30 years young. On a very special episode, a birthday episode of uh, Nobody's Death Match, we'll be talking about City Slickers, a movie that was chosen for the purposes of uh, uh, enhancing my uh, my uh, sense of appreciation for aging. Because Billy Crystal in this movie, Billy Crystal in this movie, he has just turned 39 even though he's actually 42 when this movie is being filmed. Whoa, Fucking liar. Nice trivia. Yeah, let's see the birth certificate of Billy Crystal. He just turned 39, and he uh, is having what some might call a midlife crisis. He's in a dead-end job. His children are god-awful. Mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is a child. Oof. So Billy Crystal turns 39. He's having a midlife crisis. Children suck. Wife is, eh, Wife doesn't suck enough. I wouldn't write home <laughs> about the. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so he's he's needing a um, an adventure, which comes in the form of going with his two buds, uh, played by Bruno Kirby and Daniel Stern. Stern. Wow. Thank you. Good job. You yeah, didn't you, even you look didn't, at his you notes. Didn't, you didn't even know that Jake Jono was in this movie. <laughs> Buddy, daddy. Daniel Stern, and they decide to go on some kind of uh, cattle drive adventure. Uh-huh. Do you think that's a real thing? Do you think people can actually, like, do you think city slickers can actually uh, go out to uh, New Mexico and uh, drive the cattle for some kind of weird, like, bachelorette getaway experience? Or Bachelorette? I'm, ref- I'm, re- I'm referring to the show Bachelorette. Do you know? Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so we got through the... Birthday boy. Birthday boy has a squeaky chair. <laughs> squeaky chair for the birthday boy. I feel like this birthday is basically just your birthday part two. Yeah. It's basically we're just hanging at your house. <laughs> All your friends who I've <laughs> acquired. Who I've acquired. Who I've captured like they're Pokemon. They are now mine. And I'm releasing them onto my own birthday. Yeah. First so Pokemon thanks. joke of the podcast. Won't be. It will be the last. <laughs> That's the last Pokemon show. <laughs> Mark the time and date, everybody. Let's <laughs> lay it to rest. Um, it maybe should be mentioned that they have a history of going on these adventures. Yes, they do. Because actually, the opening scene of City Slickers is like a weird one. It's weird. It's a cold open. Maybe it's actually a hot open. I think it's a hot <laughs> open because they're like running through the streets of uh, Spain. Sure. Spain, Spain town, Spain town, Spain. Yeah. <laughs> the running of the bulls. And Billy Crystal's all decked out in like his I love New York wear. Did you yeah. notice that? He's just like, yeah. He's that annoying American who goes to like other countries and is just wearing his home country's like 
he's got his New York uh, Yankee or Mets hat on or something mm-hmm. like that. His shirt just says New York. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't like him. I don't what? like what he's wearing. I think it's in case he, he gets... If he gets trouble. lost, yeah. If he gets like knocked out by a bowl, they'll be right. like, "Oh, send Someone this guy back to New York," him. and mm-hmm. then, oh, that's smart. Jesus. Do you do that when you go out of out of town? <laughs> do, the, do you do that when you go out of your house? You just wear a, you wear a picture of your house on your shirt, so they'll send you back to your place on Mitchell Train. <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm. Um, Tasty joke. Okay. Yeah, so running of the bowls, and it seems like. It seems like Bruno Kirby, who, who has a mustache that can't be stopped, just cannot quit. His mustache won't quit. It's like a, it's it's. Uh, it's working overtime. It's, it's it's like a shoe brush. Like I could use his mustache to uh, brush my Periellis Oxfords. <laughs> Periellis, dude, sick rough. It's very yeah, like very rough, sick rough. Very, very rough mustache hairs. <laughs> How do you know that they're Probably, rough? I can just tell. I thought they looked like they'd be pretty smooth. Like if they brushed up against my cheek, maybe, or I don't know. No, I think if you're the if 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 you're the kind of man who would kiss Bruno Kirby on the lips, I think you'd probably be getting some kind of uh, chafing action. Hmm. I thought about this. Only one way to find <laughs> out. My six pages of notes are just <laughs> drawings of Diagrams. his mustache and my chafed lips. <laughs> so. Uh, but he seems to be kind of the ringleader of like their Adventure Time stories and all that. Like, He's definitely like pushing for more yeah. adventure all the time. Daniel Stern is—he's a little submissive. He's a little submissive. He kind of seems a little bit more like, uh, well, whatever. I don't need to describe him, but I will say, Daniel Stern carries City Slickers <laughs> on his back. He is by far my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, I identified most with him. And then Bruno Kirby. Uh, my my favorite part, one of my favorite quotes of Daniel Stern in this movie is just how he constantly introduces him. Like after he, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyways. Daniel, so excited. I know. Oh, oh. he, he, uh, early on in the movie, Daniel Stern has like a, uh, a falling out. No, he has a divorce from his wife basically. Cause he cheated on her with. Right. The. Cashier, checkout girl, the checkout girl at the, the grocery store. Bart Simpson, I want to talk checkout about that. girl. That was one of my trivia questions. Actually, Lisa Simpson. Oh, fuck. fuck you. I was gonna say Lisa. So that's zero of one for trivia. We'll get to trivia <laughs> later. <laughs> Keep your panties on. He. Uh, we'll get back to it later. Let's lateral move. Okay, edit all that out. Edit it back in. What I like about Daniel Stern is <laughs> he introduces himself, being like, "Hello, I'm Phil Burquist." I'm. I lost my wife. <laughs> yeah. I lost my family. I lost my job, and that's like how he just introduces himself yeah. to new people. I like it too. And I, that's probably how I would do that too. Yeah. He's like a hi- more hyper version of like my. Uh, uh, you you caught that he was pretty like misogynistic in this movie. Like his his comments about like they're i think they're riding horseback and there's like the uh the love interest that ends up with daniel stern at the end of the mm-hmm. movie she's like riding on the horse and then he's yeah like, he's just he's riding behind he's like God, I, w- to... I would give anything to be that saddle right now yeah. Oof. which that's like, that's a hyper, a, that's like a hyper version of me that's a perfectly natural uh impulse to have but to be the saddle to be the inanimate object that doesn't even a... have a central nervous system that could even be 
stimulated by a, a woman's <laughs> ham hocks just slapping against your leathery hide? That's you're not gonna feel anything for that. Um, he has sexual desire, which is fine, but he's reducing. But as, I'm telling you, a saddle could not have sexual desire. <sighs> so it's gonna be like this, is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Strap in, boys. Mm. Mm. Strap in, good city slickers, because they kind of strap in their their little boots and the uh, you know the saddle stirrups. Is what's a stirrup? It's the thing you put your foot in. All right. The thing that hangs You're off the one of two for trivia now. Wow, we're doing the trivia early. Cue uh, <laughs> in music for trivia. <laughs> <clears throat> um, that was a, a really strange opening scene for me, though, because they had that super goofy saxophone rock music, yes. and like it was like people getting gored by a bull. <laughs> no, the whole the whole soundtrack was totally like. Uh appalling or whatever like i yeah. like it, nothing really matched up for the most part it was just like for a little while there was some like good old frontier type music when they first arrived and that felt that's true nice but everything else was like i would have liked it to have been like uh like you know how uh, johnny greenwood how he did there will be blood soundtrack i'd like it to be like <laughs> johnny green like just like not really matching up with like the comical uh-huh. hijinks if it was just like really like intense like yeah you know that's a good joke. Johnny Greenwood doing the City Slicker soundtrack. Yeah. And then they could just like put in some like Radiohead tracks for certain certain scenes too. All right. I have like letdown during a letdown. A letdown. That's good. Very good, Steve. Wow. I'm really good. We should be like musical this. consultants for movies. Hey, you know that part in your movie you have yeah. a letdown? I got a great Radiohead song for you. Other than the soundtrack, the so Oh, let's back. Let's back. Yeah, let's. We're back gonna up. get to the credits, right? Yes. The opening credits. Yes, yeah, but please. let's back up. So, uh, watching this movie, I didn't, I didn't really remember a whole lot of it at all. At most, I rem- I remembered the, the running of the bull scene, but I didn't really remember anything else. Did like, did you did you watch this as a kid? And yeah, I saw it a couple times as a kid. I think mostly probably on TV. Yeah. Um, Do you remember liking it at that time? I don't really like remember Billy Crystal so much because I, I did think watching it now too, his <laughs> character was like kind of flat. I know he was supposed to be depressed and mm-hmm. like kind of a shell of a man or whatever. But you would think with Billy Crystal, he still have a little sparkle in his eye somewhere, something. I or be he, I thought he had a sparkle. I thought I mean like I don't know. He makes like every every word out of his mouth is a wisecrack about I don't know. There was Cows there's something lackluster cowboy puns and stuff. Yeah. I what I what I mean to say is uh, he wasn't winning any Oscars from the uh, Academy of Galbraith, huh? Jack Palance was one. Wait, go what? on. No, you is this another trivia? I don't want to step on your shoes. I don't want to step on your boots. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Thanks. Great. Um, First of many cowboy references. Jack Palance was just the thing that really stuck in my mind, like his larger than life presence <laughs> in this film Ugh. do uh are you aware that someone in this movie won an oscar was it jack palance jack palance <laughs> won an oscar for that and he dies like oh spoiler alert he dies half half an hour into the movie yeah maybe like 25 minutes or something right so I kind of researched a little bit of the movie before I watched it. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, I went to the library and went to the, the deep stacks of yes. City Slicker mythology, and I found out that Jack Palance won an Oscar. So I went into the movie knowing that 
just like automatically judging him just being like how okay uh, so how does this stack up because again i think it was a shitty year for movies i think i think i looked it up and there wasn't really an like any other supporting actors that he was competing against so it was like pretty much a gimme I I uh, kind of a one note performance. Well, everything everything that Jack Plant says is like a a uh, cowboy cliche, just like in a gruff, tough voice. That voice. Like, You're spooking the cattle, city folk. <laughs> You're spooking the cattle. <laughs> Those are the only two I wrote down. <laughs> Um, and you're already changing his last name pronunciation, just so you know. I'm Palance. saying Palance. You started with Palance and you're changing it to Palance. I said Palance because that's what you said, but right. I think it's Jack Palance. But now you're breaking off. I think it's Jack Palance. Look, I don't even care which one is right. I just don't like when you change the pronunciation <laughs> midway through something. <laughs> Mr. Miles Palance. And that's why you're the, the director. Yeah. Is it time to talk about the 29 minute long animated credits? Oh, it is. Jesus Christ. The, uh, whoever, who's the guy who did Ziggy? Tom Wil- <laughs> Tom Wilson. I think Tom Wilson probably did the animation for this fucking opening credit scene. Somehow it, it ends up being like 10 minutes. Jesus. Of Ziggy cartoons just tormenting me. Just like I'm, I'm, uh, a cowboy with like a huge Ziggy nose, like in his dumb uh, chaps and like, hijinks with cactuses and stuff I, yeah i i couldn't stand it and then i almost wanted to fast forward but i didn't because i hated it so much and it, it, <laughs> sometimes i i feed on hate yeah 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 i mean there were just truckloads of like boyoyoying noises <laughs> and like sound effects oh up, yeah but... a lot of lassoing yeah oh man i can't imagine seeing this movie like actually in the theaters and that being the opening shit that's happening like i'd be gone worst yeah. opening credits ever yes true so then I didn't, here's the thing. I had watched the trailer for this movie because, again, I didn't really remember a lot of it. And I watched the trailer and it looks like the trailer just makes the movie look terrible. Oh. It's Billy Crystal just like being uh, pulled by like a lassoed cattle just going like, I'm on vacation. Yeah, oh! Right. And that's the whole thing. That's like the trailer. <laughs> and it's like, city slickers, get it now. Yeah. Get it while it's hot. And... uh I lost my train of thought. Birthday podcast. <laughs> um, that's okay, because I really want to talk to you about how five minutes into this film, I was already thinking of Billy Crystal's open butthole. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, he gets gored or something on his butt, and then they're yeah. sewing him up, and he's like, hey. I think in his butt, technically. I think you can get gored on something. You get gored in. It's your birthday, so I'm going to let that one slide. Um, So they're sewing him up, and he's like, oh, whatever's meant to be open back there, keep it open. Right. And it's like, fuck, dude. Now you got me thinking of your open butt, not just your butthole, but your open butthole. No, that's what I was going to say, though, is like from watching the trailer, the movie looked terrible, and then for the first like 20 minutes or whatever, well, 20 minutes was the opening credits, and then there's there's 10 minutes of Billy Crystal's butthole imagery. Uh, all of that, I was like, oh my god, this movie is really terrible. I regret choosing this. Yeah. And it's still pretty bad, like, for a while. Like, uh, I think yeah. there's an airplane scene somewhere in there. Not important. But then it finally does kind of get good again once 
Like when I get on board for this movie, like again, once Daniel Stern gets on camera, oh, Daniel Stern, <laughs> killing it. But when I get up back on board is when Billy Crystal goes to young Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, bring your dad to school day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the scene opens up with like some kid, like Kenny's dad, probably fucking Kenny. His, his dad is like, uh, a construction guy, complete Neanderthal. Yeah, but cursing. He just, yeah, cursing, and and Billy Chris was just wincing in the back. He's like, oh. And they're like, you could tell that that actor was actually cursing in front of those children. Yes. In the golden age of film, <laughs> yes. where you could curse in front of children. <laughs> Jesus. They probably had signed consent from uh, the parents, I'm sure. Yeah, but he, uh, the fucking Neanderthal, is like talking about how he like saved a woman by like lifting a car off of her or lifting, I don't know, whatever. But like the kids are just like. Whew, little elementary boners right across oh, every row come on. okay cut it they're all enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> they're all enjoying his speech and then billy crystal who like has the lamest job in the world he comes up yeah and then he has to give his speech and like as he's talking he's realizing like i'm not cool oh wait didn't didn't little jake like tell some lie about what his what his dad actually did do you remember what that was yeah i don't remember what the lie was but i remember him lying that's like fucked up like if i was billy crystal i'd be like fuck you jake (laughs) you you call me in here i take i take work off for this shit and you're like you're telling people i'm something that i'm not and now you're gonna like put me in this place yeah I'm out of here. And I would drop the mic. Drop, I knew that was coming. I would flip his desk with him in it. So then he's pinned under the desk. I'd fart on him. And then I'd walk out. Make out with the teacher. Make out with the teacher. And walk out. Um, Headbutt printed, the construction worker. I printed out the actual quote of what Billy Crystal reads. Would you like to hear it? And I yeah, yeah. And impersonate and voice. And then maybe as you're doing it, I can do the jerk off motion like that construction worker did. Oh, I love it. I love the jerk Which off. he also did in front of those yeah, children. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking love that. So wait, tell me if this is like, sounds like Billy Crystal. I'm on vacation. That's, um, that's the Venture Brothers moth guy voice. Close enough. Which is a heavy impression. <laughs> Value this time in your life, kids, because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so quickly. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. This is the longest quote I'm just realizing. <laughs> it's like a block of, like, James Joyce prose or something. It's so long. Uh, your 20s are a blur. <laughs> your 30s, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? Your 40s, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud, and one of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. <laughs> Your your fifties, you have a minor surgery. You'll call the procedure, but it's a surgery. Your sixties, you have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. Seventies, you you and you and the wife return to Fort Lauderdale. You start eating dinner at two, lunch around ten, breakfast the night before. I'm losing the voice. I know you are. And you spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate in soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? By your 80s, you've had a major stroke and you end up babbling to some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but you call mama. Any questions? It's the longest quote I've ever done on this podcast. That voice makes me feel weird. 
birds chirping. <laughs> Seeing like But I you. that's where I get on board. That's where I'm like, okay, Billy Crystal, you're not just uh Yeah, you're still Billy you're Crystal. You're not just a face. Okay. You're not just a you're not just a beautiful little man. <laughs> Not an attractive man. You can agree on Billy Crystal. He's not. The hair is not doing him any favors. Yeah, like permed out, thin, right, black hair. He actually later. We'll, we'll get to that. Never mind. Cut that. That it was a good monologue. Um, even though it was like genuinely depressing for me. Yeah. Really hit home, especially the very end, like babbling to a nurse, right? Just feeling so alone and yikes. Bringing it back, bringing it back. Nobody's death match. Bringing it back, bringing it back, and we're back. Talking about city slickers, part one, because there is a sequel, you know. Legend of Curly's Gold. Gold, which is apparently terrible. I think I. Yeah, I only know it because I, after I watched this one, it was like, watch yeah. this next. And right. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that one, Jack. Pl- Jack Jack Pooty Pooty. He comes back and plays Curly's brother, like his twin brother. Oh god. Fucking the one off right there. (laughs) Get out of here, Jack. He's trying to get a second Oscar. He's like, I'll just play the same character. (laughs) I'm like, come on. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Oh, that's a good piece of trivia. What? I wonder if anyone's ever won... won an Oscar for playing the same character. Like, yeah, on two separate occasions. Yeah, uh, I think in the uh, the the plot arc of City Slickers, we are now entering the birthday party scene of Billy Crystal. This is a good one. He has a birthday party. Jake Gyllenhaal still being creepy, doing weird like popping his elbow out tricks. Ew, yeah, what a fucking weird little kid. And then his daughter is like, "I'm gonna go." I don't know. Scissor Becky or something. I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> she doesn't want to stay at the party because it's like, these are a bunch of old people, a bunch of sad Daniel Stearns whose cashier girlfriends are going to show up and be like, Daniel. I like that we're calling them by their actor names. Daniel. It's lazy. Wait, can you do a Yeardley, what's her name? Yeardley Smith? Yeah. Can you do her voice a little bit? No, no. Seems like you yeah. could. You seem like a Lisa Simpson to me. Uh, Daniel. Oh. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> really? Because I, I was more su- I was more surprised. I was like, oh, Steve just did a voice that I've never heard him do before. But nowhere in the ballpark of Yardley <laughs> Smith. Uh, Who's the so, one who does Bart, then? I think it's another woman. It is. That's yeah. why I thought. I don't know who it is, though. All right, fine. That'll be for Simpsons trivia later in a different episode. Yardley. What am I saying? Yardley. No, I'm not correcting you. I'm just r- ruminating. I think I was saying the... Yardley. No, you're fine. Yardley Purdley. What a weird name. Agreed. It's almost like someone asks, like, in what manner do your birthdays come? <laughs> they come Yardley. <laughs> I didn't even fucking have that written down. <laughs> right off the top. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> fucking Christ. 
So, uh, <laughs> the birthday party. <laughs> Yearly. Yearly comes until drops the drops the baby bomb on uh, on on Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel's uh, shrew of a wife who has. I was trying like, she's got a. I couldn't tell if she was sexy or scary. Sometimes those two are interchangeable for me. Right. Sometimes I get really scared and then I get turned on. I'm like, whoop. Like alien. <laughs> like. <laughs> she's like the female like guile from from Street Fighter. Oh yeah. Mixed a little bit with like a semi flat top. Like a a backup dancer for Talking Heads. She's got like a weird flat top thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. But still terrifying. Like, she is busting Daniel's balls left and right. Mm. His left ball and his right ball. Yeah. They're busted. They're busted. So she freaks out on him. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to, but, like, I automatically felt sided with Daniel because she was such a, a heinous woman. And, like, also, it's her and her dad who are basically, like, have the uh, thumb screws on Daniel being, like, you're going to... Don't forget, Daniel, you have to wake up early at, like, 4.30 tomorrow yeah. to, like... Get, count the count the lettuce at the grocery store or something. Right. They want him to get up there early. They're they're terrible. And I I've I uh, my heart went my heart went out for Daniel, Daniel Stern. However, the vow of marriage is a sacred one. It is a promise. That's right. Regardless of twelve years of uh, blue balls, you right. That's the woman that you married. So at the birthday party is where the is where Billy's boys tell him about the cattle drive. They show him like the brochure which is like the most ridiculous like cut out like national geographic pictures of like cows just like here's what we're gonna be doing we're gonna be taking these cows to colorado mm-hmm. and daniel stern is like super excited more than anybody he's got like an unholy tone of voice where he's like yeah cattle drive yeah i thought you're gonna say unholy boner <laughs> which is a good band name <laughs> i think it would have to be like can you put that down yeah and you too. Be... <laughs> wait can i just do it once just yes to get... That's satisfying. What Do is it. that? Do it. What are you popping? Get your thumb in there. Oh, you're like popping your thumb out? Yeah. Oh. That's pretty good. Oh. But get it under the nail. Like, just use the flesh. Use the flesh. Oh. Just use the oh. flesh. Yes. My, my thumb just got really sweaty. <laughs> it's very sudden. I got a little too excited. <laughs> I thought that, 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 that reminded me of, like, those poppers or whatever. Do you remember poppers? Did you ever get those? Like, the little... I think it's just like, like gunpowder for kids in a little cocaine baggie that you just throw on the ground. You mean snappers? I think we're done here. Audience, it's been a good run. <laughs> it is with a heavy heart. <laughs> so they show they show they show they show Billy the uh, brochure and uh, Billy's on board kind of. Who wrote right. this movie? I didn't look it up. I looked up who directed it. It's the same guy who directed Tremors <laughs> and Tremors Two. <laughs> didn't see that one coming. I think he did something else too. I forget though. Tremors Three? No. Tremors Four, yes, but not Tremors Three. <laughs> he was on vacation. Yeah. Tremors 3 was more of an He was on a film. cattle drive vacation with his friends, probably. Sick. Whoa. It was a throwaway. So basically, wife wife gives Billy the green light, and then segue, like, not even like a, a wipe transition. It's just like, we're in the Wild West. 
fuck you, we're in New Mexico now. We're going to be cowboys. We're going to be mm, fucking whip, lassoing. We're going to be, we're going to be having hat, hat montages where we try on different cowboy hats. New York is over. We're out of New York. This is a new frontier, baby. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know that when that was going to end. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're on the, they're on this ranch. This is where we get to where um, Daniel Stern has his awesome quote. The actual quote is, I'm Phil Berquist. I committed adultery. <laughs> Lost my job and my family. Oh, I fucking love it. That was my favorite quote of the movie, easily. There's another really good quote, though. I have it written down, but I didn't attribute it to anybody. If hate were people, I'd be China. Oh, that's... Who says that? It was either Curly or Billy. I don't remember. It definitely wasn't Curly. If hate was what? People, I'd be China? If hate were people, I'd be China. Do you know what that means? What do you mean? If hate were people... Oh! <laughs> you know how I China, just got it. Yeah. China's, China's a lot, lot of people, people, so I'm a lot of hate. That's just, if hate were people, I'd be China. The more you I say guess my it, mind just went to like, there must be some weird... In 1991 or whenever we are there, whenever we are, idiots, fucking idiot mouth. There must have been something going on geopolitically with China. God, you're always with this. Hey, secretary, bring up China Wikipedia search enhanced 1991. Uh, Was there any kind of Billy Crystal spat with China? No? All right. Thank you, secretary. A couple of things that happen that are really uh, uh, stupid, that I think are stupid, at the ranch, as soon as we get there, is they basically do, like, ranch roll call, where they just introduce all the characters that you're going to, like, know for the rest of the movie. So it's like, hi, I'm the ranch guy. Hi, we're the black dentist and black dentist's son. Hi, we're the uh, Ben and Jerry's annoying fucking ugly men. I like them, actually. I don't care for them. (laughs) <laughs> but then, oh, I'm a wait. What was the name of the chef? Chefy or something? <laughs> Cookie. Cookie. There you go. So close. I'm Cookie. I make the brown food for you. Yeah. They just did the whole roll call. I thought that was. I don't know. I like. I kind of hated it's it, charming. but I kind of liked it at the same time. I was it's like, charming. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, kind of along the lines of the the credits showing all the, you know, the old style credits where it would show the people in a freeze frame right. with their name. Totally. I like when everything. I like that. Compartmentalized like that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, oh, enter the scene, Bonnie Rayburn. She's supposed to be like the babelicious babe on this, on this ranch. Um, I thought she was cute, I guess. But again, I guess especially because it was in the nineties, especially because it was, uh, a movie, which means it was made by men. She had no dimension to her. She, I mean, just. She's an object. She's there to be. She's an object that's bouncing up and down on a saddle, right. and yeah, just there to fill the feminine void. They don't bother Whoa. like making her into anything. Fill the feminine void. Are you gonna make a joke about you filling the feminine void? I wanted to. I know you did. <laughs> I saw it in your face. <laughs> we also meet the uh, two most despicable 
Cowboys. They say their names early on. It's like TJ and BJ or something like that. But for the rest of the for the rest of the, the time that I'm taking my notes, I just like kept on making because like they're despicable, like uh, sexually assaultive men by nature, as you can tell. I kept on just making up names for them and stuff. So I, what did I get? I got uh, No Means Yes and the Date Rip Kid. Thought that was okay. All right. Steve's uh, biting his lips. All right. The things I do for you. <laughs> are you the risks f- I take for you. You're continuing with that bit, or was that my reaction just put a stop to it? You're crossing out all of them. You're my only audience, Steve. You have t- tens of people that will listen. To t- <laughs> Come on. Think of them. <laughs> hmm. Tough corral. Billy Crystal did that joke. I wish. <laughs> that I was wish perfect. I could, like, I'm so happy with myself. I wish I could like insert ten minutes of silence into the podcast <laughs> after that bomb. I love Tough Corral. Okay, and then we meet Curly at that point. So the Cowboys yeah. are like being despicable and like uh, I don't know, bothering uh, Bonnie Rayburn or whatever her name is. And then Curly shows up. Your your boy Curly and. <laughs> intervenes yeah by like what does he do he like lasses them to the fence or something i don't even remember what he does exactly he does something very severe he's, no he throws a knife between the guy's he legs his fist at them he like does he wave a cane at them <laughs> man you don't like curly i hate curly god curly was so good however i did find it problematic <laughs> with their whole ideas of masculinity constantly being put on display in this movie Go on. Like little references like, oh, that's not what a real man does. Or, man, he's the manliest man I've ever oh, seen or whatever. And it's right. like, but what are you celebrating? Like, okay, he was violent. He threw a knife at someone. Right. Wow, he's so manly. Like, And that's the fucking problem in the world today. And for all of eternity, it's been like masculinity and being manly is coveted by men. But what does it really mean? It just yeah. means being violent and being like reckless and being disrespectful to women. Oh, Man, bummer town. Oh, boy. Population happy birthday. <laughs> uh, so how, let me ask you this. So once Curly dies, okay, we have our our patriarch is dead. Thank God. Hated Curly. Can't stand him. <laughs> Give him an Oscar. Get him. Fucking bury his, his body. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, who do we got? We got our uh, Billy. We got our Bruno. And we got our Daniel. They're going to drive the cattle the rest of the way because the two uh, date rape cowboys are gone. What do you think their journey is uh, implying about masculinity? Because they're no longer getting violent. They're doing, they're like, I think they're like coming up against their uh, limitations and like having to like try to like, I guess, overcome them and like overcome their own like fear of their shortcomings or something but right. like you know no, I'm, that, I'm, think, I'm thinking I, of the scene where they're like fording the river and all that right so. i must say that it it was cool because i feel like for the filmmakers it might have been tempting or the writers or whoever might have been tempting to be like okay how can we make these guys like find themselves or become like curly become manly oh let's like have them have to stand up to someone and kill someone or beat someone up. No, they didn't go that route. They went the route of like, oh, let's make them ford a river or something like that. So that was cool that they didn't go the obvious 
slash toxic masculinity route. That was cool. It's pretty cool. That was cool, Professor. Professor Galbraith. Hey, Professor Galbraith, can I get an extension on my paper about uh, the feminine void? <laughs> you don't like that. You're mad. <laughs> I'm mad that mad. I don't have a comeback. Um, one scene, I know we talked about Curly dying, but I do want to jump back to when there's a scene where it's just him and Billy. This kind of gets back to your, the masculinity thing, but like Curly's like, Billy, uh, lasso that cow that got away. He gets off the horse, and then he just puts the lasso over the head, which <laughs> so I like. Good. I like that a lot. Uh, Curly, that motherfucker, whistles. Billy gets pulled by the cow, and he's going like, I'm on vacation! Oh, yeah. You got it. <laughs> hey, you got that down, man. <laughs> um, you should do it at your party later. And then... I guess the only two things I want to focus about on the scene, the only things I want, the only two things <laughs> I want to focus on in the scene are one, Curly doing his little finger thing where he's like, the one that's the one thing. Yeah, I want to, I want to keep dig, alive. I want to dig into that. And then the other thing is Billy Crystal delivering a newborn calf Oof. and just having shit. From north to south on his goddamn arm, it's disgusting. It's like a, it's a quick take, but it's like clear like bean dip shit on his. No, it was like clear like Vaseline no, it looking wasn't. stuff. No, no, it wasn't. There was definitely like just brown. Let's mouth. go to the tape. Go to the tape. Uh, Listeners, I'm pretending to look into the corner where the tape would be playing if we I'm had looking a, at a different corner. If this was a sports podcast, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Yeah, the referees are saying that it is no, actually, shit on his no, arm. I have a little yellow marker, a little yellow digital <laughs> digital marker, and I'm circling <laughs> and then putting an X somewhere else. No, it was like clear. It was like uh, that joke was for our sports fans. It was like, um, hey, sports fans, <laughs> welcome to Whoa. nobody's death match. After dark, sports fans. <laughs> it was like clearly a. Uh, Placenta. No, I don't know. Like um, we're gonna go back and look at it later. Afterbirth after type stuff. Oh god, you're so out of your element. You don't even know what you're talking about. I know afterbirth. Are right. <laughs> Anyways, it was gross. I didn't like seeing Billy's arm covered. Why would he have shit? It's not born out of the butthole. No, it's not. But like, have you ever taken a goddamn science class where they teach this sex ed? Cow sex, you, cow sex ed they teach you that when things are born the mother who is uh delivering uh basically sphincter just un, 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 unleashes the mother doesn't deliver the mother doesn't deliver mr expert what do you mean the mother doesn't deliver you just said the mother that is delivering forget it forget the whole thing what do you mean she is delivering who when are you, you saying the father's delivering when you deliver a, a baby it's it's you accepting it it's no, I disagree. You, you are birthing. Delivering. That's like a stork. A stork delivers the baby. The stork <laughs> is the, the mother's... Yeah, the mother's vagina is a stork, basically, in that metaphor. Um, okay, so Curly's one thing. So Curly says something to the extent of like... Um, oh, I, like, I kind of like his story about how he... The one woman that he loved... He never even talked to. It was just like uh, some woman that he saw, and she was just like looking beautiful. That was good. And then he he walked away, and Billy was like, "Well, I want, why didn't you like, you know, try to procreate with her or something?" And 
fill me in. What happens? Curly says, <laughs> I love that thing that I can't I love remember. that. <laughs> like, he didn't need to interact with her for that memory to be any, like, he doesn't need the memory to be any better. Like, the, the memory is sufficient in, in and of itself. Yeah. And I like that. Like, he fell in love with her and he's still but in I love thought, with her. No, and I love that. Uh, well, well, well told, Curly. Curly Galbraith. But what? What's the one thing? Like, how does that connect to it? Because he says, I'm, "I know that the one thing is like, okay, here's the, the one thing is what uh, brings meaning to your life, right?" Yeah. Uh, Curly's. I don't know what Curly's one thing was. I don't think you're supposed to. Billy's one thing later is his wife and kids, which I hate. And we're gonna get to the end of the movie once we get to the end of the podcast. But I, f- the the ending of the movie again, just. Terrible. Yeah. Don't care. Don't like it. What's your one thing? <laughs> I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> oh, man. Butts. Yeah, maybe butts. Big ones. Kind of like normal size butts. Tight, tight butts. No. Loose butts. <laughs> Loose stools. <laughs> Hammer pants butts. Gross. Um, I don't know what my one thing is yet. I'm only 31, so I think I got some time. Probably kindness. That's what gives my life meaning. What's your one thing? Still looking for it. Oof, man. Dude, I, I'm feeling you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking real right now. So- Send in 12 dozen roses to Sensitive Boy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then that scene ends with Curly. So Norman, the cow, has been born. Yes. Norman. Uh, Good name. And then Curly uh, proceeds to shoot the mom cow while like this bro jam plays. And he like embraces Billy. And while like Norman is looking on, just being like, as Norman looks on. <laughs> you shot my mom. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Didn't really add up. Why doesn't that add up? The music doesn't really the music is oh, really music. appropriate. Okay. Yeah. yeah, well the music was who who did this music for this film? Daniel Stern. <laughs> One of the last real men. That's another quote. Oh, they something say. that came up too. So back to like Indiana Jones, how that's all about like father-son relationships. There's some weird father-son stuff in here too. You know what I'm talking about? No. All the men, that, I mean, all, okay. Bruno, Bruno, Daniel, and uh, Billy, they all have like little stories about like oh, they what they remember a, of their dads. They pull so, a like, breakfast club as they're Billy, Yeah, Billy remembers going to a baseball game with his dad. That's his big thing, I think. Or maybe it's Daniel talks about like going to a baseball game or something. Cause I, oh, that's what it is. So the 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 babe of the week in this movie, uh, <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie Klondike. I don't know what her name is. Who cares? She uh, is like, I don't know, boys. What's the deal with baseball? I'm just a objectified woman. <laughs> and uh, uh, Daniel Stern's like, baseball gave me and my dad something to talk about. We never said yeah. two words about ourselves to each other, but baseball we connected with. And I was like, oh, that's fucking satisfying <laughs> <Nope. laughs> and then uh Bruno, also who cares if you're talking about something if you're talking about something totally shallow constantly and never have anything 
with any s significance. Well, I was going to say I was going to finish what I was talking about. Listeners, we just crossed swords. That was the... <laughs> your hand was looming over me. I couldn't think of what to say anymore. <laughs> and then Bruno has a story about his dad basically like leaving his family. And that one's really sad too. Yeah. I don't know what his, how that adds to his origin story. Winking at Steve because he hates origin stories. Shaking my head at Licking Eric because lips. I hate Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Licking my lips. <laughs> Note to self, wait to say that sentence until you're done licking lips. <laughs> I had kind of a flashback moment when there was that showdown thing with Ben and Jerry when he was like naming what what ice cream goes with each dish and Billy Crystal and him had a little the little showdown you remember that part Billy oh yeah 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 I do remember that but there was a time when they're like zooming in on their faces to like you know the intensity of a showdown and there's they zoom in on that guy's big face and it's just that whole frame is like his big <laughs> face with his little tongue <laughs> His little eyeglasses. His face is like spilling off of like the silver <laughs> screen. That's the sound of his face spilling off. And like that it's face, fat. that face is what did it for me. Like that, it took me back. It, it, it was a deep cut for me. It took you back to what? To having a face? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? No, it's, it, that was like the part that stuck in me, a, a memory shard from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hot in here. <laughs> you want? You want to finish your memory shard rant? <laughs> memory shard. That's like something. That's like a. a a Final Fantasy VII uh, element that you would find. <laughs> yes, I have the memory shard. Now I can go to the dungeon and <laughs> get some XP. <laughs> uh, um, no, I okay. Let me try to simplify. Give me one more chance here. All right, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me in one more time. Um. When you're younger, you watch movies and there's certain pieces like that can be totally random that just stick in your head. And then when you see them later, that little piece is like stronger or more vibrant mm -hmm. in your... Yeah. Yeah. So his face was just like a random thing that stuck in my head. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's... Now I remember what it was like watching it when I was a kid. Oh, okay. So kind of, it was almost, it was like a... Uh... Almost like a wrinkle in time or something. Like it like brought you back to almost like a memory shard. Here's another quote by Daniel Stern that I liked. Again, it's him just doing his inventory of like, here are my shortcomings, which I fucking love. <laughs> this is after he's um he's disabled disabled. I don't know why I always use that word. He's uh uh he's his, he's intervened and and taken down the uh the two shitty ass cowboys who are like tormenting uh, yeah. Norman by putting a gun in his mouth. Those yeah, fuck, God, fuck those guys. And they also use the line "shit." Wait, shit nose little faggot. They call Billy Crystal a little yeah. faggot. Yeah, it's Damn. it's a fucked up scene. Yeah, 
X-rated. 90s. 90s. You can get, get away with that kind of stuff. Jewish. <laughs> and then Daniel Stern intervenes. And again, it's like, it's the whole uh, being a man is... Well, I don't know. I don't think it is the same as being being a man as being necessarily violent or whatever. But it's like there's no other way to deal with those two cowboys other than uh-huh. fucking them up. So Daniel Stern like knocks the guy on his ass, and then uh, it's like I never liked bullies or whatever. But then my favorite part, another all my favorite parts of Daniel Stern. <laughs> I just want I just want a Daniel Stern reel of uh, all of his city slicker stuff. He's like I've had enough of this, and he's like going back into the tent after he's like saved the day. I lost my wife. I lost my job, and I've uh, got so- <laughs> I've got some sort of rash from making in the bushes. <laughs> making like I guess like taking a crap in the bushes or yeah. something is what you're saying. Yeah, I love them. Pretty love horrible. you, Daniel. <laughs> Wherever you are. Uh, going back really wait, quickly. Wait, I want to say something real quick. It's right after the scene. We're gonna go back. Hold on. We'll go back. Let me go forward, and then we'll go back. You win this round. So right after, and every so other the, round. The, the cock cowboys have left. The cock boys have left, and then, and then Billy Crystal is. They're like deciding, like, what are we gonna do? Who's gonna go? Who's gonna drive the cattle? No, should we just leave the cattle here? And <laughs> Billy Crystal says, um, Curly said they're like because they don't know where they're they don't know where they're going. They have like no map or a GPS or anything. They're like, so he says Curly said there was a river and a valley. So we'll just do the best we can. <laughs> and I wrote, it sounded like a Bill Callahan line to me. You remember Bill, you know, uh, Bill Callahan? Yeah. Isn't that like kind of nice and like uh, earthy? It's a nice earthy line. Yeah. All right. Now we can go back to whatever the fuck you want to talk about. <laughs> Keep scribbling, boy. <laughs> no, I just wanted to add to something. Can really... I go pee real quick? Great. Going pee. Maybe I'll just talk while you're gone so you won't interrupt me. Oh. Unless you can interrupt me from the other room somehow. The floor is good. You got one item left in your notes? Yeah. And I see you have uh, 27. <laughs> <laughs> They're numbered. <laughs> oh, no, I'm almost done. Oh, that's great. Well, hold on. Uh, there's a lot more to talk about. <laughs> well, we don't have that much time, my friend. <laughs> Wait, when's, when's Meat Boy getting here? Five o'clock. Oh, we're fine. So I just I just got a text a while ago from Meredith. She says, "What you guys doing today?" And I was going to reply to her on air. Whoa! So when she listens later, it'll just be so crazy. Whoa! Like she'll actually feel like she's a part of the uh, yeah magic. We are recording, <laughs> and as she's listening to this, she can go back in her text and look at this text. Right. I already sent it. There you go, Meredith. Choke on it, Meredith. <laughs> Did you say choke on it? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> choke on that joke. Um, they ford the river with the cattle. Ford the river. It's just the three boys mm-hmm. and the cattle yep. and the river and the rain and their masculinity. They ford the river. They successfully do it. Yeehaw! Oh my god, she just texted back. Can you make a joke about having to send a text real fast? <gasps> what? 
Do you want to be the hall to my oats? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No. If, if well, no, I want to. No, 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 I want to. Your oats to my hall. Damn it. Your oats, fucker. Reaper. Yeah. I'll, da- I'll, I'll dance in the hole. <laughs> dance in the hole, boy. Are we back? Um. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm starting to work up a. I feel like I've been playing basketball. <laughs> my foreheads with the, with the boys. My, my. I need to be wearing my headband. <laughs> they poured the river. Um. My only notes from that whole scene that I would like to share with you is Billy Crystal sexier when wet question mark. Cause it takes care. <laughs> it takes care of all the weird curly. Yeah. Yeah. Grossness. And then yeah, you just, and he's also by that time he has like a five o'clock shadow. He's, yeah. Right. He's looking better. He's definitely looking better. Uh, I noticed that too. Next question. That's when I started Bruno's stroking. <laughs> God, this is next question. Really we'll just, about just moving forward. Bruno's, Bruno's mustache enlarges when wet. <laughs> uh, enlarges me when it's wet. Daniel Stern's eyeglasses one hour photo when wet. They get all foggy and creepy and big. <laughs> it's all creepy. I feel like he's looking at my my photos from my vacation. Uh-huh. Kind of a weird veganism moral yeah out of nowhere yeah it's like clearly billy bruno and daniel you guys are eating burgers like left and right yeah all day long sun up to sundown you're eating burgers and now that you've like forged forged no now that you've for for food forged fjord fjord now you're now you now that you've bjorked a bond (laughs) with uh these cows you all of a sudden are like, oh, cows are people too. Right. We're not, don't kill them. And then actually, uh, but don't just don't kill that one. Don't kill. Oh yeah. So okay, um, I'm gonna oh. confession. One here's thing. the one thing. Here's the one confession. <laughs> uh, I did get teary eyed at one part of this movie. Oh my god. Trivia question: What part was it? When did I get teary eyed? Fuck. Um. Let me think for a second. You have all the time in the world, at least until five o'clock when Meat Boy gets here. Meat Boy. Meat Boy. Oh, Meat Boy. Where's my Meat Boy? Hey, boy. Where's my Meat Boy? <laughs> meat Boy. You can put the meat down there. That's where the meat goes. Oh, do do you have to leave just yet? <laughs> Meat boy. <laughs> um, okay, the part that you got teary eyed. Oh, man. As you pull on your long locks of hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to guess. Okay, that's fine. Just tell me. Just give it to me. Um, it's after they've been told, like, yeah, the cows are going to be butchered because they're they're cows right that's what you're bringing them here well no i think they're what and it's nighttime billy sees that norman his little cow boyfriend comes over to the uh uh comes over to the fence and is like 
and very like you know kind of vulnerable and, and sad or whatever and then billy goes over and like pets him and it's like uh an emotional thing and he's like i don't want you to die kind of thing and ends up obviously like spoiler alert he apparently buys norman off of the ranch guy and brings him home yeah. with him but for whatever godforsaken reason that i have an emotional core of my body i was affected by that and i got teary-eyed by the <laughs> the unnatural love between a calf and a man <laughs> i was like there's like <laughs> this movie there's like people who die or well, there's only one guy who dies didn't care about him didn't care about a grown man dying but i'm like emotionally affected by yeah calf man love yeah i, I was not moved during that part no I did appreciate how, how committed Billy Crystal was to that scene. I mean, he just got his face all up in that, that cow face. He didn't care. Uh, <laughs> true true tenderness from a true actor. Well, here's how you know it's true, too, because Billy Crystal took it upon himself to make sure that every cow who's in that movie ended up uh, being like sent to like a safe haven, whatever, a refugee camp for cows or something. I yeah. don't know. But they like the cows were not... No cows in this movie were harmed. Which is an excellent segue to the last item on my notes. In my notes. In my notes. Which was, um, was PETA, like, not around during <laughs> this era? Or what? Because these animals get fucked up. I just said that none of the cows were harmed. You're really ruining my reputation right? with PETA. Well, I thought you just kind of were talking out of your ass there. Well, normally I am because, like Norman, especially, like like practically drown the thing just oh, to get certain. That's true. Shots done. Like he's crying. It's not like he's a fucking actor and he's crying. Pretend he's like crying while he's in the river, like oh, drowning. He's like, I didn't even Aah. think about that. It's like he's suffering. That was a really good Norman impression. Thanks. Holy shit! You just found your wheelhouse. <laughs> But can't do Yeardley Smith, but he can do Norman pretty good. But he doesn't know it's a movie. He doesn't know he's still safe. Like, right. That was fucked up. Oh, you're making... No, you're bringing a tear to my eye. <laughs> do you want to go spoon? <laughs> but I was just kind of amazed at what they got away with with the, with the animal treatment. Yeah, I wasn't really watching with that lens on, but that... Uh... What you're saying makes sense to me. Oh, really? You didn't have that lens on? As I put on? my finger in my ear. You didn't have that lens just on? Just so I don't hear you. The animals don't have a choice. They always have that lens <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Professor. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's talk about the very end of the movie. How about we're there, basically? Yeah. Right? The disappointing, shitty-ass end. Uh, they all get home. Uh, Bruno's happy ending is that he's going to impregnate his hot model wife. Way to go, Bruno. Good get job. It. Daniel Stern gets the girl. He gets the uh, uh, the object. <laughs> he yeah. gets the, the female object on a saddle. And then Billy Crystal has the most disappointing of the endings because <laughs> it's like, okay, it seems like he gets it. It seems like, okay, he's like, he's uh, he's had his hero's journey and is like, oh, I get what matters now. Um, there's no reason for me to be working on this shitty advertisement job. Um he seems to still have some kind of love for his wife and his kids. Like, I'm not expecting him to, like, cut the cord on them and take off and whatever. Just be a cowboy or whatever. Um, but he, his wife tells him, like, 
you know, it's fine if you want to quit your job. Like, here's your, this is your, your get out of wife jail free card. And he's, he turns it down and is like, no, I'm going to be a better, it's, I hate it. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, uh, American dream, like indoctrination sort of speech where he's like, no, I'm going to be a better husband. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better worker. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a better American. I'm going to just like go back to my shitty job and clock in the hours and give it, you know, give yeah. it, you know. It's more of a surrender, it. that part of it. Yeah. Better husband, better better father, great. But no, I'm going to stay in this job that I hate, I mean, but just do it. I'll it just doesn't do really it check out. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't really, like, you agree that that didn't really. Yeah. Bad okay. job, Billy Crystal. I agree. Trivia. Is that's the trivia around music? You want to do another cut? I mean, I'm not going to synthesize all that. I can't. I don't know how to play. It has to be like quick and not make any sense. Trivia. Well, that's just a backwards scale. Come on. Oh. Here we go. Which actor on the cast of City Slickers? Jack Palance. (laughs) One for one. Which actor declined uh, the writing lessons offered for the movie in order to better convey his character's inexperience at horse riding? Daniel Tosh. Daniel Stern. Oh, I'm going to kill you. No. But yes, it was Daniel Stern. You're right. I will not kill you. One for one. I kind of already told you about Billy Crystal buying the horse he liked. Uh, he bought the horse he liked. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> um, Rick Moranis was cast in a major role but left the project because Why? This is horrible. It's hor- I, I was going to say he had like a previous commitment to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something, no. but now it seems like he was sick. Or- go, for the, go for the obvious. What's, his, what's the obvious? What? He's a healthy man. Somebody in his life was not healthy. Somebody's, his dad died. Wife diagnosed with cancer. Oh, oh. Okay. We all lose on that one. Yeah. Cutting that one out. All right. Great. Uh, Which actor was extremely allergic to horses? (laughs) It's not who you think. (laughs) It can be Jack Palance. No. So I'm going to say... Jack Palance, like, was basically, like, he's he's lived his life on a horse. Like, he's starting... Have you ever seen Shane? He is the Brute Squad. What? Shane? No, I haven't seen Shane. You haven't seen Shane? <laughs> well, shut up then. Um, Daniel Stern was already an answer. Um, fucking Rube Goldberg or whatever his name is. I don't. Bruno Kirby? Yeah. Nailed it! <laughs> three for Rube... three. Wait, Rube Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. What percentage of his own stunts did Billy Crystal do? Keeping in mind, Keanu Reeves did 90% of his own stunts on speed. Yeah. What did Billy Crystal do? You um, know, I actually took note of that 
as I was watching, uh-huh. like there were a couple shots I was like, wow, he's getting uh-huh. swept away in a river. And then like, I was like, that's, I think that's really Billy Crystal. Crystals. <laughs> Billy Crystals. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 61 and a half. I thought you were going to get it. He did all the stunts. He did all his own no. stunts. Like he's the last action hero. He actually got dragged. He got dragged. Yeah. He did all of his own stunts. Incredible. I don't even mind missing that one. And it, yeah, that says even here. Uh, most notably, when he loops the rope around the cattle's head and curly whistles, making the cow take off, dragging Billy Crystal behind. What a fucking great guy. Right. Oh, we already know about Yearly Smith being Lisa Simpson. You already nailed that. Um, yeah, name three for four. Name uh, I think two would be too easy. Name three other projects that Daniel Stern has been involved with. Home Alone. Okay, you got one. Home Alone two. All right, I don't have it on the list, but that, I, I know you're. <laughs> I fact-checked my brain, and that's right, yeah. I know I've seen him in something other than Home Alone and yeah, City Slickers. Yeah, he's kind of hard to nail down. Oh, my God. Daniel, where are you? <laughs> you put your, like, candle in the window for Daniel? <laughs> um, Just the candle in the wind? Oh, there was one... Oh, my God, mm. it's almost there. He, like, uh... Oh, man. Home Alone 3. No. There probably is one, but no, that's not on there. <laughs> he also did... Okay, well, he narrated He narrated Wonder, Wonder Years as Kevin Arnold, but who cares? He was also in one of my favorite childhood movies, Little Monsters, which we, 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 we will be... We will be doing... Never seen it. Later. That's fine. I don't care. I've seen it plenty of times, and then you'll see it. Okay. He was in Little Monsters. He was also in Hannah and Her Sisters. Woody Allen. Nope. Okay. And then he was also in Chud. That's it? You know Chud? No. Yeah. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Okay. Failed that one. And that concludes the trivia round. Hey. Wasn't that the quickest trivia I've ever done? You're welcome. Yes, you're very good, Eric. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> you're very good boy. Good you're boy. Good, good meat boy. Good, boy. <laughs> good meat boy. That's a good meat boy. Oh. Yeah, it's a good meat boy. Yeah, real good meat boy. <laughs> I like yours so much better. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Eric, what are your final thoughts? City Slickers. City Slickers. Uh, worst opening the 20 minutes, worst closing 10 minutes, everything in between. I, I'll take it. Serviceable. Serviceable. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, direct, thumbs, but, the thumbs. The thumbs. Yeah. The thumbs. Okay. Cur- uh, City Slickers. I was about to say Curly Slickers. Three crooked thumbs. That should up. be the third City Slickers. Curly Slickers. Curly cur- Curly has a curly hair. Curly Curly has a curly gold hair and curly curly curly. <laughs> he uh okay, thumbs. Oh yeah, I just do one. City Slickers gets a thumb that's at an angle of about 75 degrees. No. 60 degrees yeah i just remembered the ziggy opening <laughs> and that brought it down to 60 degrees steve where's your thumb at 
in your butt. <laughs> butt thumb. Steve the butt. Butt thumb. Thumb butter. Butter thumb. Um, like so many films that we've talked about on this podcast, there was uh, healthy doses of misogyny. Ugh. <laughs> healthy doses of uh, racial insensitivity. Right. Healthy doses of toxic masculinity. So, um, did you come up with that term, toxic masculinity? It's really good. No, that's it's around. Really? <laughs> Read a book, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, the, those things aside, is there anything salvageable? I mean, those things always bring it down for me, but I can still enjoy it. There's still good jokes. You know, I still listen to Michael Jackson's music, etc. What? Do I look too, like I listen to Michael Jackson? No, no, it's too long to explain. Oh, you're talking about his like weird. It'll be a little. You're talking about his weird, his weirdness with listeners and I. Like it's the child stuff is that what you're talking about? Meredith will get it, and she's the only one that listens anyway. So, Meredith, Meredith, where are you? <laughs> so is that it? Meredith's probably baking a big birthday pie for you right now. Is she a city slicker? Do you think? No. Am I a city slicker? No. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I don't think there's any good connotation of city slicker. Yeah, no. This means you're a rotten apple. I think it means you're a poser. Or maybe you're just ignorant of the ways of the, the ranch. I think it just means you've... I think it means you're like kind of uh, quote-unquote soft. Like you've just like been living in your... Uh, you're pampered. You're pampered, yeah. You've been living in your... Uh, your du your uh, duplex. You've been living in your duplex. You've been living in your uh, condo. Been living in your condo with yeah. your piano and your uh, your busts of your own head and your. Uh... Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Good show. Good good show. <laughs> good boy. Good. Show. good. <laughs>